Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Today's podcast is sponsored by SLI Systems, providers of intelligent site search and navigation solutions. Learn more at sli-systems.com and listen to their interviews at ecommercepodcast.com. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. Well, welcome to another edition of E-Commerce Conversations by Practical E-Commerce. My name is Carrie Murdoch. I'm the publisher of Practical E-Commerce, and we're joined today by Sueta Duseja. Sueta is Product Marketing Manager for InCircle, a security risk and compliance management firm. And Sueta, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. Sueta, we, uh, we're interested in PCI compliance. Our merchants, are, uh, our merchant listeners are interested in PCI compliance. I know that you are an expert and your firm is an expert on PCI compliance standards. And I wonder if you could tell us exactly what PCI standards are. Absolutely. First of all, thank you for the compliment. And um, the word PCI stands for uh, Payment Card Industry. And the standard itself uh, was brought about um, as a push from the industry itself, from the card brands uh, like Visa, MasterCard, JCB, Discover, American Express, uh, that wanted to make sure that uh, customer confidence is always held in high regard when they use their credit and debit cards to pay for goods and services, uh, whether through um, an online reader, you know, when you go into Safeway or a grocery store or Walmart, uh, and you're paying for your goods and services and they swipe your, your card through a card reader, um, as well as when you use your cards uh, to pay for goods and services uh, purchased online via the Internet. Uh, they always want to make sure that uh, that information, that customer card data information was always secure whether it was being stored, whether it was being transmitted or processed for payment, uh, so that business would grow uh, using credit and debit card payments, which is how these card companies make money in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it was the four major credit card companies that initiated PCI. That's correct. Okay. Um, and if they introduced uh, initial legislation as, as early as 2001, um, you know, they all each had their independent sort of data sec- customer card, data security standard, and everything just came together in 2004, 2005. All right. Uh, you, uh, you've explained to me before, Soweta, uh, in terms of the PCI standards, they're not laws, they're not regulations, but it's a self-regulation. Could you explain that further to our listeners and put... PCI compliance and the larger focus of other industries that have compliance standards, some of which are laws. This is not a law. Could you explain that to us? Yes. Um, 
regulations are laws. Um, for example, Sarbanes-Oxley. Uh, these are mandates that the federal government or the state government puts through. Um, they are by law. You have to absolutely comply by them. You have to abide by the requirements that are put forward by these uh, by these laws and regulations. So Sarbanes-Oxley is a very popular one. It applies to all public uh, companies and has to do with uh, the financial integrity of information so that uh, investors in those companies are not fooled. Um, you have uh, the HIPAA Act, uh, which is, again, another regulation that was passed by the government and pertains to the health industry. Uh, you've got the GLBA, the Graham Leach Blaley Act, uh, that pertains to the financial industry, banks, and other institutions that make up financial services and finance, you know, the, the financial industry in general. Mm-hmm. Um, these are not things that were brought about by the industry itself. These were ordained by law. Uh, they are not something that you can lightly not abide by. You will get fined and you will get in trouble with the U.S. federal as well as the state governments if you do not abide by them. Um, standards such as uh, the PCI standard, the payment card industry standard, is a mandate that was brought about by the industry. It is not and has not been uh, you know, adopted into law by the government. It was not something that was introduced on the floor of the Senate um, or any of the other regulation bodies within the U.S. federal government. This was brought about by Visa, by MasterCard, American Express, and JCB, uh, in order to, again, make sure that customer card data was being held and processed securely. Uh, and in a way, it's, it's a more malleable, uh, and the way the um, data security standard today is managed um, is also very flexible because they keep close tabs on how the industry is progressing. Uh, so that's the main difference between a regulation or a law and the PCI standard, which is a, self, a self-regulating standard by the industry. One is mandated by the U.S. federal and you know, um, state governments. The other one is an industry mandate. And PCI is an industry mandate. That is correct. Okay. So the U.S. federal government, for example, cannot come in and fine you for something that you did not do uh, based on the PCI data security standard, but they can come in and levy fines if you are not compliant. Okay. Who enforces, you just touched on something there, Soweta, who enforces PCI standards? If a merchant is not in compliance, who is going to enforce that and make that merchant become compliant? That's a very good question. You know, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and a number of companies in the industry have come together to form the PCI Security Standards Council. They each have representatives on the board. This board actually governs and updates and keeps the PCI data security standard up to date. That is one form of enforcement, right? What we all as merchants may have to follow and must obey if you want to be a fair player in the retail industry, for example. Uh, the actual enforcement and who's monitoring whether you have actually accepted and are enforcing and are actually applying the data security standard to your environment as a merchant is your bank. It, and in, you know, in the technical term, it's in that sense, um, these entities are called financial acquiring institutions. They are the banks or the institutions that you use as a merchant to deposit the money that you receive from your customers for goods and services. You have to um, submit quarterly reports to them. You've got to submit an annual self-assessment questionnaire to them. 
they gather that information and they monitor for your compliance because at the end of the day, um, you know, while Visa and uh, MasterCard, American Express, JCB would like to actually, um, you know, maybe even fault acquiring institutions that are not making uh, sure that they, uh, 100% of their merchant base, if you will, is compliant, they don't want to punish people adversely. They don't want to punish these banks because then these banks will turn around and say, I don't want to work with you, Visa, and they lose out on business. Um, but they do make sure that they uh, reward them adequately uh, if these banks are able to show that all of the merchants that bank with them um, are 100% compliant. So what that means is continuously compliant with the PCI data security standard. So long a short answer to the longer version, it's the banks that are monitoring each and every merchant for compliance. Many merchants know that to be a merchant account provider, right? So a merchant account, that would be the same as a bank, essentially, a merchant account provider. That's correct. Okay. Uh, there appears to be, to us, when we visit with e-commerce merchants, a fair amount of confusion as to what the merchants have to do. Most every merchant has been contacted by now, uh, contacted by their merchant account provider. I know we here at the magazine have been contacted by our merchant account provider. We process credit cards. And it's unclear <laughs> as to what a merchant should do. And the calls that, in our instance, that we've received have actually been confusing in terms of what we're required to do, what we're required to pay, and the merchant account provider seems to be suggesting something that is different than what our understanding is for our compliance. <laughs> How's a merchant supposed to sort that out? Good question again. Um, you know, it's always wise to listen to the merchant account bank. Um, they're the ones that will issue you what is called a level. Um, the PCI data security standard breaks out merchants by the number of transactions that they process on an annual basis. Um, based on how many credit card transactions or debit card transactions you're generating um, in terms of the customer payments to you, uh, you'll be categorized as a level one, two, three, or four. Level one merchants are usually the very, very large uh, international um, e-commerce uh, merchants, you know, um, Amazon.com would probably be one, eBay, Google, I mean, the list goes on and on. These are very widely known companies, uh, accepting millions and millions of transactions a day, let alone a year. Um, they are subject to submitting a quarterly uh, compliance report uh, of their externally facing payment network, and they're also subject to an on-site audit. On the other hand, you've got the level two, three, and four merchants uh, where they have to submit the quarterly uh, PCI compliance report for their externally facing payment network. So as you can see, that's the common thread among all levels of merchants. Um, however, the smaller guys, that is the level two, three, and four merchants, are only uh, asked to submit annually a self-assessment questionnaire. Uh, now, this is a questionnaire that you have to answer yes to all the questions because it's asking you systematically about every piece of your network and how you are monitoring, storing, transmitting, processing customer data. Uh, it's, it's, no, it's no small task by any means. Um, it can and may be just as intense um, as an on-site audit would be for a level one merchant. Uh, however, you, you know, merchants must take the time to adequately answer and be sure of the answers that they provide in that self-assessment questionnaire.
So um, those are the those are the various points that you have to be aware of based on what level of merchant you are. Where is an independent source? Uh, you referred to the, I believe you called it Security Council earlier. Is there an independent source that merchants can go to, a website that they can go to, to read about the four levels that you just described and to get a copy of the self-assessment questionnaire that you just said? Where can they go to learn more? Um, so the PCI sta- uh, Security Standards Council is the name of the organization, again, that governs the standard, um, as well as make sure that everybody has a good understanding of the standard. Uh, they can be found um, at uh, the PCI securitystandards.org. Um, also, um, the self-assessment questionnaire, your level of merchant, you know, just to get a better understanding of all the information around, swirling around the uh, payment card industry is available on that website. Also, another good source is, um, you know, people that help you with your compliance efforts, right? Especially certified uh, companies that are assisting with specifically payment card uh, compliance or payment card industry uh, standard compliance. Uh, there are two bodies. One is um, one category is the approved scan vendor, very uh, lovingly called ASVs for short. And then you've got the qual- uh, qualified security assessors. There are a couple of things I would like to say in, in regards to these two independent third-party certified entities that provide you as a merchant with services to get compliant if you're not, uh, or to monitor compliance on an ongoing basis. They have to be certified, for one. Please make sure that they are. Um, and if you were to, you know, accept their services uh, in order to meet your compliance requirements, they also should have um, a lot of information on their own website uh, about what kind of level, what merchant level you may be, as well as the self-assessment questionnaire. In terms of those two types of vendors being certified, where can a merchant go to determine if a company is certified? That's a great question. So if you were to go to the website created by the PCI Security Standards Council, have a list of all recently up-to-date certified approved scan vendors as well as qualified security assessors. And they may be used on a quarterly basis to ensure that you, know, you meet the requirement of producing a certified PCI compliance report. Um, and the qualified security assessors normally are the ones that come in and do your on-site audit as required by the Level 1 merchant. Okay. And that's at PCISecuritystandards.org? That's correct. Okay. Tell us more about InCircle, your firm InCircle. What does your firm do? We are um, the leader in agentless security risk and compliance management. Uh, we have, you know, uh, we have, we've been doing what we've been doing for a while um, and we have the leadership in terms of um, how many conditions we cover in terms of the network and what threats it's facing and how we recognize those threats across multiple dimensions. And what do I mean by that is we're able to collect in detailed information about your network, about every device on your network, and tell you exactly what configuration it has and what vulnerabilities it has and therefore what risk it poses, you know, based on the applications that it's running, based on the ports that are open, um, what are the threats that it faces that, that could bring your, your network down, right? So you have to always be aware of that, uh, especially if you're offering services such as accepting card data from your customers. Uh, you don't ever want your payment network to be down where you cannot collect payment from your customers when they're ready to pay for a service. And we make sure that you prioritize what you need to address on the network in terms of the threats that it faces so that you guarantee maximum uptime. And so we enable customers to answer very simply three questions. 
One, how secure and compliant is my network? What are the top 10 things that I can do right now that can improve security and compliance for my network? And then also, who is accountable for that network and how responsible and how effective have they been in maintaining maximum security and compliance? And so we're able to generate all that information for you to make intelligent decisions about what to do next on your network. Okay, that's interesting. And that's in circle, N as in Nancy, circle, and your site is incircle.com. That is correct. Okay. Well, this has been an interesting conversation. Is there anything else, Sweta, you would like to say to our listeners, e-commerce merchants, as it relates to PCI or InCircle? Yes, actually I would. Um, There is a big misunderstanding that I've come across in speaking to a number of customers as well as prospects um, that they think once they've been able to demonstrate, as for the external requirements of the PCI data security standard, that they're completely compliant. Not true. Uh, what the requirements state for the most part is that you have to make sure that your externally facing payment network is compliant. A lot of people forget that inside there's another network, inside their organization is yet a whole network, uh, which is the extension of the externally facing one that still needs protection uh, from internal fraud and misuse and abuse. This is how lots of information gets stolen and data gets leaked. The PCI data security standard actually relates to both the external side as well as the internal side of the payment network. And it's extremely important that merchants take heed of that and protect their entire network and to make sure that if they're going with a particular vendor, uh, even if it's not Encircle, that they have a clear understanding of what that particular vendor brings to the table and what other solutions they may need to think about and evaluate as they go about addressing sort of 360-degree PCI compliance as opposed to just focusing on what, you know, you have to show outwardly to uh, the merchant account bank. Okay. Well, Sweta Duseja, Product Marketing Manager with InCircle, we thank you for your time today. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.